Good evening, everyone, and welcome to the Funbox Monster Podcast. I'm Tristan. I am Matt Awkward. And tonight we're going to be doing another classic Funbox Monster Podcast blunder on my part, <laughs> where I wanted to watch the movie Bloody Birthday and mistook it for Happy Birthday to me, of course, as I always do. Um, and I will say, I like uh, Bloody Birthday a lot more than I like this movie. I. And I was missing Julie Brown's breasts in I, this movie. <laughs> I thought we already covered Bloody Birthday because I thought we talked about that scene with Julie Brown in that movie, but I must have mistaken it for some other movie with a pervo in a closet watching a girl getting I'm, naked. Which, I'm sure. Which doesn't seem that off-brand for the show. doesn't uh, seem far-fetched at all. No. And doesn't seem far-fetched that I would have been like, where were Julie Brown's boobs? Damn. I missed that. <laughs> I uh, miss Strip Mall with her. That was a fun show. You ever see that one? I love Julie Brown. Here's Same. the thing. I think she's amazing, <laughs> yep. and I think she's super talented, and I've always, like, I, I just think that she is wonderful and uh, underappreciated in this world. Yes, definitely. Uh, that is what I will say. As a as a comedian, I think female comics have it fucking brutally hard, Yep. and somebody as trailblazing as her got kind of, like, kicked to the curb the second she wasn't, like... A plus level attractive, and it's like go fuck yourself, Hollywood. Yeah. Uh, she is still the brilliant writer she was. Like, come on, everybody, quit sucking. Uh, but Julie Brown is not in this. She movie. totally isn't because you picked the wrong. Because movie. I picked the movie again. Happy birthday to me. Uh, a movie that I had never seen before. That blows my mind. It does. It blows my mind too because I've seen this cover a trillion times. See, I'd seen this movie before, and I remembered that it had that twist ending. But then it, but then it threw me another twist that I forgot about, and I'm just. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll weird. get there, but I was just like, oh, so even remembering the twist ending, I forgot the twist of the twist, which right. fucking doesn't make any sense. Okay. With he, reason, we'll get there. Yeah, yeah, sure. I Okay, so this movie, to me, the problem was, I couldn't tell if I was too dumb for this movie, if this movie was operating on a higher level than I was capable of, or if they were just like... I mean, first off, there's a part of it that I know that's not true, because I know that the MacGuffin parade of this movie, (laughs) that literally it doesn't have scenes between actors, it has red herrings. Yeah, every Every scene is a red herring. (laughs) Every single time someone shows up, their entire purpose in every scene is to set up a red herring that they are the killer. Yeah. There is no other point to them being on screen. Yeah. And it gets it, annoying after a while. It really does. And it re- I feel that this movie works great on a casual viewing. Yes. But then when you start watching yeah, it, like, yeah. today when I was watching it for the second time for tonight, I'm just like, what the fuck? Oh, I couldn't have watched <laughs> this twice. And I think also my notes are going to have a, some real problems because this is the first time I watched it, and I took notes the first time I watched it. So I'm like... Aha, this, and then this, and then, oh, ah, oh, wait a minute. I'm being played with. Okay, fuck this movie. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so there will be some some issues. But and even when it does explain things, so many things just don't even make sense. Like, I'm just like, okay. Or I still don't understand why this happened or what the reason was. Right. Or and some scenes feel incomplete. I know it got butchered for violence by the MPAA sure, like sure, every slasher sure. it got an X rating at first and they had to chop a bunch of stuff. but that doesn't explain some scenes still feel broken to me like, yeah yeah 
I couldn't believe that that brain surgery scene was included in a 1981 film. I can't believe that any of that brain shit was included at all. Well, I mean, uh, the, but here's okay. Um, it, this movie. Before we even talk about it, yeah, yeah, I yeah. do want to say I'm impressed with how hard they tried. And I know that sounds like a, oh, hey, real good job, like yeah. a pat on the head to somebody who's completely incompetent, but that's not how I mean it. it. They tried so hard. They did so much shit where, like, a, you think about Friday the 13th, it's like, we got a tiny twist here. Yep. At best. At best, you've got one, I guess, two twists if you really want to push it with the ending. Uh, this thing is just constant and complicated obviously overcomplicated mm -hmm. and so and its biggest problem is not being stupid it's being too smart for its own good i think is its is its biggest problem and too 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 complex for the audience too and also too complex for any kind of plot like even if this was set up in not a slasher context and set up as a mystery story yep you'd still go come on there's C just so many there's just so shit. many characters yeah, yeah. yeah. You would get annoyed even if this was a Hercule Perot thing. You'd be like, come on. Not everybody can look this fucking guilty. Yeah. Come on. And not everybody, why would they at the same time? Like, <laughs> Right. Or it's just like people are legit doing breaking and enterings and it's like, I guess I'll still hang out with you tonight. Like. So, yeah, yeah. What? Yeah. There's... Or like, why are you even in this group, rat boy? Like. You, oh, oh, oh what boy! What the hell? Like, oh yeah, the the nerd that loves. Uh, the, I mean, of all the of all the red herrings in the entire yeah. thing. Oh, we've also got this one guy who's you know kind of quiet. He keeps to himself. Mostly does taxidermy. Brings a rat. Brings a mouse with him wherever he goes. Has has a pet rat. Um, <laughs> you know, and then his friends are so care so much about his feelings that they use the rat in a prank where they basically drown it. Yeah, like. Fuck these people. That's the other part of this movie that does suck, is that instead of being put into a group of people, by by making this movie so full of red herrings and so full of attempts to make every single person look guilty, you also make them all into assholes. And they are all unpleasant people that you do not want to spend time with as a viewer. Yeah. That is my that is my biggest problem with this. And movie. they're rich, so we hate them already. <laughs> I mean, I uh, kind of. No, I'm not gonna, I mean, listen. <laughs> okay, but <laughs> all our viewers with lots of money are like, <laughs> oh, damn. <laughs> I was gonna tell them to do a Patreon so that yeah. I could donate a hundred thousand dollars to it, but uh, now uh, how about they go fuck themselves? Don't donate to us. Buy a goat for somebody. Yeah, buy somebody a goat. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. So the first thing we're going to notice when we go into this movie, the uh, for me, the elephant in the room here is the fact that Glenn Ford agreed to be in this movie. <laughs> He's like, all right, you know, 310 to Yuma, Blackboard Jungle, uh, happy birthday to me. You know, all the things that I like to put on my uh, on my card. Uh, yeah. It, Apparently it was just a pain in the ass. Uh, I'm sure. Got I'm, drunk and punched out the assistant director. No shit. Yeah, awesome. That's, That's great. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he was a, he was a pleasure to work with. Apparently, I kind of love it. I'm sorry. <laughs> I for some reason I feel like the assistant director had it coming, but maybe I'm wrong. <laughs> maybe I'm just being a dick. Uh, anyway, no, it's not. It's never right to punch people. No, Matt, stop doing it. I never said it was. 
<laughs> I was the one who implied that. <laughs> You're like, yeah, uh, go, Glenn Ford. I'm, I'm scolding myself. What do you expect? You hire an old cowboy. Chug a lug and punchy, punchy, <laughs> punch, Glenn. You're doing the right thing. He's going to drink a pint of whiskey and yep. then punch somebody in the face. It's like what old cowboy actors do. <laughs> And that's what they were paid He was for. also the highest paid actor in the movie. Shocker. He is... And, and he really earned it. He is a living <laughs> legend at this point. I mean, he is legit... Wait, is he alive still? Well, at this point. Oh. At, uh, not this point in time. At this that, point that, in time is 2022. This point in 1981. In his career. Yes. In okay. 1981 is what I mean. Uh, like, he is... This movie was made the year I was born. Wow. Yeah. <sighs> Happy birthday to me. Uh, <laughs> wow. Interesting. <laughs> I would have been... It even came out on my birthday. It was the year that I saw Star Wars in the the theater. Or actually at a drive-in. You're old. I sure am. (laughs) Uh, Okay, so... Right off the bat, this movie, you know, 1981, you know it's going to look like the 70s. Uh, and it does. It's, it's oh, got, early eighty movies look like the seventies. They always look like the seventies, and this is like a super seventies movie. Um, we get a young woman walking out of a giant stone building. We get this strange moment that's like the first, like the first scene of the movie is another red herring, and it's a red herring scene where a woman r- walks out of a building. We get a whip crack sound, and something wraps around her leg, and it's like, oh, nothing really did make that whip crack sound. Yeah. You just got your leg tangled in a dog's leash. It was which, a red herring of a sound effect. Yeah, and it's like... Even the sound effects are red herring. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Even the sound effects are like, not something that you needed. It's messing with you for no reason. Yeah. It's like, come it's on, It's effective, man. though. I, bo- it does grab you when you don't Absolutely. know what it is. You're Absolutely. like, oh, what the hell? Another <laughs> thing, this movie's very competently directed. It's like... It's... Yeah, I mean, it's a, the director was a very established director with lots of real things under his belt. No, it's really impressive. I mean, honestly, like, uh, later on, cut to later on, like, I've seen that any other director would have done that would have made me want to just tear my hair out and fall asleep. Uh, the the motorbike scene, they do the dirt bike race. Yep. It's like, no, it's cut and shot so well that it's like... Don't care, I hate it. It's not boring the way that he shot it. It is boring. It's boring. I mean, it is boring, but his... This movie overstays its welcome by, like, 20 minutes, because a slasher should not be more than 90 minutes. This movie's, like, two hours long? Hour 50. Jesus. Yeah. And dirt bike scenes, chop them. Brain brain surgery fucking bullshit flashbacks, chop them. I don't care. It doesn't That brain surgery was pretty cool. (laughs) Oh, it was very cool looking, but, like, seriously. Yeah, yeah. If you watched this movie and you didn't have any of those brain flashbacks, you would not have felt gypped. No, Oops, no. I forgot that that's a bad word. Yes, that is that is a slur, sorry. So, yes, you would not have. It's a hard habit to break. It really is. <laughs> um, okay, so I've, I just learned it was bad like, uh, last year. Exactly. I didn't even know what it was based on until <laughs> last year. So exactly. Yeah. Hey, we're all learning and yes. getting better with time. Isn't that great? Isn't that a great thing about <laughs> life? Um, okay, I so hate learning. <laughs> well, I do too. Uh, okay, so the the woman is Bernadette. And uh, the she's walking out because she's about to go hang out at the bar with her friends in the top ten. They're the top ten because they are the ten coolest people in this school. I, I mean, it's it's clear because they all have matching scarves. Absolutely, but so does the square teacher <laughs> for some reason. Yeah, I don't uh, get this. I don't either. Maybe he was one of the top ten back in the like day. they hate this teacher. I don't know. 
So they're all going to wear the same scarf as her? Which, so, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I, I can't explain it. Either way, I'm going to have my wife make me a scarf a happy birthday to me scarf yes yeah. good idea cool it's it's a great it's scarf. one of those things that you would wear and you'd be like oh i wonder if anybody will notice it because i mean it's so subtle you know one day you're gonna be like hey that's one scarf looks person like. one person would do that one day at a coffee shop and you'd be like yeah you know who that person would be a me or you damien yep damien would be like oh hey it's the happy birthday to me scarf <laughs> he loves movies from this era He's yeah like this movie's so boring i love it <laughs> <laughs> like black christmas <laughs> Oh, man. You and I differ on that one. I love Black Christmas. <laughs> uh, okay, so um, so blah, 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 blah. That was Winston, her gross, slobbery bulldog that wraps up. And the old lady's upset with her. She's like, you need to put more effort in. If you and your fel- if you put in as much time drinking and carousing as- into your schoolwork, then you would all be in Harvard by now. And... She's like, oh, I'm so sorry, blah, blah, blah. And then as she walks off, she makes a joke about the dog giving her head. Yeah. And I was Heard like, it, it's classy. whoa, fuck. <laughs> that kind of came out of nowhere. I'm not going to lie. I was actually fairly shocked by that. Yeah. Uh, and so she takes off and uh, she doesn't have much time to be a bad girl, though, at this point. because because no, she gets killed in one of the most bizarre ways ever. <laughs> yes, is that one of the six bizarre ways that people are killed <laughs> yes. from the... This movie poster promised me six of the most bizarre murders I've ever seen. <laughs> There's a woman with a live penguin shoved down her throat. <laughs> that would work for me. <laughs> but uh, no, she hops into the car and gets the old uh, stranger in the backseat strangle. Yes, and this this was really weird. I mean, again, the the soundtrack, the uh, the Foley guy is fucking with us yet again because she's getting strangled, and she's like kicking. She's putting up a hell of a fight. She's kicking the door, kicking everything, and then you hear a crunching noise, which you clearly presume to be her windpipe giving way. It is a disgusting noise. I did not notice the noise. It's like crunch, and then she stops moving, and then she's like just kidding i'm alive <laughs> and then she gets up and runs out of the she's car. like she's like michael winslow from uh, police academy <laughs> so like, oh, i'll make a back cracking sound effect that'll make him think i'm dead exactly that's she, she did that oh i see she's <laughs> she's more clever than i thought mm-hmm. uh and so she so she's not dead so she will get killed in a bizarre way now aha uh-huh, yes she runs off and she what's the catchphrase for this movie is it, oh, it's you. Is that the catchphrase? Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> uh, and so she runs off and she she's like, Ugh, oh, gets away. She gets away twice. You. She you. runs 20 feet away from the car. Yeah. And then, like, just keep going, lady. She If <sighs> she had just kept running, she would have been fine. But she doesn't and she gets caught. Uh, but the person catches her, slits her throat with a straight razor. Very bizarre. I mean. I thought we shut the fan off. Oh, holy shit. What is that? Did I not? Hold on one second. I'm going to pop. <laughs> Whoopsie. Sorry about that. All right. Um, <laughs> uh, that interruption of the giant fan kicking on uh, aside. Yes, she gets killed with a straight razor and then we cut straight to the local teen hangout. Which the- is the Silent Lady Inn. With, <laughs> yes. with a uh, sign with a headless lady. Yeah. That's it's- why she's silent. Oh, man, it's... It also sets up... For the decapitation we'll get later on. And the nonstop which, misogyny that we'll get which, throughout the which movie. Which we don't. Which seems really weird that they go to a bar with a 
with a headless lady on the sign, I mean, and that's not foreshadowing whatsoever. There is one headless lady, but it's uh, it's a MacGuffin like everything else in this movie. Oh, I guess, yeah, but it's a fake headless yeah. lady that looks like a real headless lady that when he convinces them that it's fake still looks real. And it happens at the exact same time that a person, the exact person get eh, fuck it. Uh, this movie's <laughs> dumb. Whatever. Yes, it is. Okay. <laughs> I, <laughs> I rescind my smart comment. This movie is stupid. Uh, but okay. So, uh, oh, the other part of this that, that we realize is that this is a giallo. The, the movie is clearly being a giallo. That you, you got your fucking Dario Argento Black glove gloves. Hands. You know, they keep showing up. So that's another thing. Neat. Yeah, yeah it's okay. <laughs> uh, so the local teen hangout is also a place where Shriners get drunk, which is a fun <laughs> thing here. And that pisses these guys off, because they're like, this is our cool teen hangout. Why is it surrounded by old people? Well, because it's an inn. Yeah, well, I don't even think it's the fact that they're old people. I think it's they're doing the 100 bottles of beer song on the wall constantly. That's what's driving them nuts. Sure, but... Which is also like... I, I, it's so, <laughs> I can't buy it. No, of I can't not. imagine a bunch of old people still doing this. No, they're all the way, they're on 55 when we meet up with them. You're telling me this has been chanting for 50 bottles of beer off the walls? And they're going to start it again. And they're going to start it again? No. It's, and nobody in the other places complained? No. No, no of course not. Uh, <laughs> but, okay, so Alfred shows up and uh, he's brought his buddy George, a rat. This is going to come in handy later. I think it's a mouse. Sure, it's a ra- mouse rat. Um, but that mouse is going to save the day later. Huh? Sure is. We're going to really important that he has a rat and it talks uh so for some reason the shriners stop singing when he comes in too like it's as if they know him from something i don't (laughs) know if that was supposed to be another red herring or was like oh no this guy but i think it was more or less just the soundtrack so we could actually hear focus on a new character and hear dialogue better that could be it uh but he looks kind of like Waldo of Where's Waldo fame. He's got a bit of that look going on for him. Um, so this is a where... A bit like Terry from The Gate. He's got he's got a bit of that going on. Uh, either way, there's a dumb prank where they wind up getting the Shriners back by putting a rat in one of their beers. and dumb. It's just dumb. It starts a gigantic brawl yep. where the teenagers start fighting fucking octogenarians. Who and are, like, there to raise money to save kids with fucking skin burns. So, like, go fuck yourselves, dudes. Yeah. Like, they're and they shriners. Get, and then they get in trouble for this at school, like, the next day. Like, how are these kids even, like, at a bar? I, uh, Canada? Canada, I guess? Oh, I guess the age is 18 there, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay, that makes sense. Um, so... I forgot about the Canada aspect. Yeah, so after this... But it's supposed to take place in Mass, so that's true. that doesn't work still. Massachusetts might have been early 80s, 18 might have been the drinking oh. age back then. That 21 only happened, like, in the 80s. Huh. Because so many people kept getting killed in car accidents, because they do... The game. Insane things like Like this. jumping bridges. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh... This entire movie could have been prevented if they didn't do this one thing that is so insane that no one in the world would do it. So that's an interesting thing. So don't do things that no one in the real world would ever do. Is that what we're do. supposed to assume? Yes. That since that they did that one jump? Yes. Yes. That's but it. But that doesn't make any sense because the freaking it's not even her doing it. 
that jogged your memory and made things That's, wonky so the other was, person did okay so the only way to the Get only out. way to talk about they this movie no 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 they also tacked that on without right. planning it first either sure so it's and, just another and no, thing that because someone's sense. already been killed so no it's not but oh you're right it's but the thing bullshit. is that the oh, the only way to talk about this movie is to talk about what they're setting up for each one of the MacGuffins. <laughs> because it's like, no, for the the version of the MacGuffin where she's the killer, yep. this is why she's the killer. For the MacGuffin <laughs> why the guy that looks like Terry from the gate is the killer, the head is the MacGuffin, and he made the mask. The fucking, like, every single one of these has its own thing. The peeping angle is the MacGuffin for Etienne, who's the motorbike guy, who honestly... Of all of them, probably just deserve to die anyway. Yeah. Like, his Perf. death, it's like, yeah, you're going to grow up to be a serial killer. There's you no, already are. Yeah, he already <laughs> has to be. You're already you're, breaking yeah. into girls' rooms yeah, yeah, and stealing no. their underwear. Yeah, he's definitely going to be a sex offender. There's no... There's he no, already I is. Mean, I guess he already <laughs> is when we find him. So, yeah, no good. No good comes from this. All okay, right. so, yeah, I didn't even... This no, is so dumb. literally, like when when they make that MacGuffin thing, it's like there's already been a killing. So yeah, no, so it doesn't make. Se- oh wow, I didn't even so think even that. That yep. story didn't make sense at the end. Uh, this movie is massively confusing too, and I mean, it cannot be overstated how many diversions and like dead ends and confusing. But that's plot its shtick. Like that's its whole that's game. Its whole thing. So. And it you, does get it does get old. You will have to bear with us a little bit for this podcast, or skip to a better one. We did a lot of good ones. Um, okay, <laughs> so uh, they're gonna play the game in big big quotation marks. The game. How are these kids not dead yet? If this is a common thing, this is their common. This game. is a common thing. Like they leave the bar after drinking, and they're like, "Hey, let's go jump a drawbridge while it's opening." Okay, and the game. You're telling me they've never fucked up since the. How, many, how long have they been at this? I don't know. <laughs> and the thing is that when they start, they, they choose a random time to go. Yeah. Like, they wait around a decent amount of time. I don't know how they... Do they stay in the parking lot waiting for the train to go by at night? <laughs> like, I, I don't they understand They never cover this, that, yeah. Okay. Like, yeah, this the bridge, the bridge isn't on timer. It happens when big boats go under it. Yeah, like yeah. Like a drawbridge. <laughs> so, it's... Whatever happens, they hear the bell and they're like, oh, it's time to play the game. And so they choose a number. Everybody gets a number. And then the last person is going to be in danger of obviously grievous bodily harm because they are about to jump a drawbridge. Everybody crosses it. You know, the first three cross it safely. And then the last three are jumping it, essentially. Uh, and they're like, oh, I bet you don't have the guts to jump it. <laughs> Only a couple of people have died on this very bridge doing this very <laughs> thing. So I bet you're a total sissy. And so they do it, and the last guy backs off smartly. Smartly. You know, like... And the other guy totally wrecks his damn Camaro. There's a guy who's like, oh, no, there's $20 on the line. Yeah. I've got to do six grand in damage <laughs> to the front end of my fucking Firebird. Is that Etienne? Yeah, Probably. he is a, he, yeah, man, he almost killed his friends there, and he's a peeper. Yeah, and he's a dumbass, but clearly he's a... <laughs> Wait, no, I don't think that is him. I don't remember, who cares? Every, uh, Everybody's a There's dumbass. just too many people. There's the first time people. I watched this and they revealed the killer, I was like, who the fuck's that? Because they just blended oh into God. everybody. You too? Yes, <laughs> absolutely. I was like, wait, Am I what? supposed to know who that is? 
Is that even one of them? I can't even remember. <laughs> there was there was the scene in the like the last when you're when we're headed to the cabin at the end, which yep. is I guess the adjacent house. The cottage, yeah. Yeah, they didn't really establish where the cottage was or in relation or anything, but when they finally see that girl standing by the by the grave, I was like, "Who the Who's fuck that? is that?" Oh, yeah. What? <laughs> Thanks, movie. She You're was supposed. She was supposed to have been killed, and they cut her death out. The MPAA said you couldn't do that, and they could not find a way to cut around the way she died. She got an axe to the head, and they couldn't find any. I guess they could not find any. Which still makes me confused. They could not find any way to cut around it to make it make any sense. As if all of a sudden this movie cares about making sense. Yeah, yeah. So they just made her look shocked at the end. So yeah, it makes no sense that she's there whatsoever. Jesus. Uh, I mean, <laughs> and the other thing is, maybe it's just... And then, and then they just forget about her. Right. <laughs> it could just be the 70s look of everybody yeah. in this movie. But I was like... And all I, white people look the same. It's like, all white people look the same. I was like, who are you? You could be anybody. <laughs> right? <laughs> you could be any of these generic 70s people. Uh, yeah, exactly. And that's the other problem with casting, with, like, totally casting white people in your fucking mm-hmm. movies. They Everybody looks the same. Diversity helps, like, <laughs> fill in some of these little things where you're like, oh, I don't need to give everybody a backstory. Especially when I'm terrible different. at paying attention. Well, especially if you make a movie that's fucking boring. <laughs> um, it is It is a slog. Uh, okay. Man, so, I thought I liked this movie. I'm going to go away hating this tonight. <laughs> I'm going to watch this movie again at yeah, some no, point, I do, probably. I do, I do like it. I, I like this movie enough to watch it again, and I own it on Blu-ray now, and I'm like, oh, uh, you found I'll it. keep it. Well, I couldn't find it. Michelle had it on DVD. <laughs> I had it on Blu-ray, and I'd never seen it before, so I don't know what's going on in this world. I watched it on tape like a peasant. Nice. On a 39-year-old 39-year-old tape, tape that plays just great. That's crazy. It actually, it actually looks beautiful. That's so shocked. Weird. Yeah. Uh, okay, so one of the girls, our main character, she didn't find this jump over the bridge particularly amusing. Oh, she hated it. Turns out... It uh, gave her some flashbacks to an event that I feel like all of her friends should be aware of. Well, she's a first-year student, so, I mean, she has not known them that long, but she seems to have grown up with them for years, <laughs> but she was or was not friends with them, because, like, she... Is she a all, different person than she was They were all supposed then? to come to her birthday four years ago, but they didn't, but now she's in the top ten, and Mom would be happy. She's... So, I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, this is not strictly a popularity contest to be in the top ten. This is a financial position. Because she couldn't be in the top ten because until her mother married her new father, she was not wealthy enough to be in the top ten. Is that what it does? I think so. But I mean, she was still in that fucking cabin. Spooky. Very spooky. Uh, that was fucking terrifying. Yeah. A skateboard just jumped out of the window. <laughs> That's fucking weird. It, well, would, it would be weird if you weren't actually here and saw how clutter, cluttery this place is. Shh. <laughs> no, it was clearly a ghost. <laughs> that had to be supernatural. It can't be just that there's piles of shit stacked on top of everything. Yeah, it was a ghost. Yeah, yeah, totally a ghost. Um, anyway, 
Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so another another really silly uh, convenience of this movie is that uh, between the two houses, so the, the geography of this movie is there's a big main house where she lives. Yep. Uh, cottage up on the hill in the backyard. Cottage up the hill, joined by a graveyard where her mother is buried. Between the two things, and all of this is right off the bridge where her mother died, which is right next to the pub where all the kids go to drink. And is right by the gated community where the other richers. I think so. But, yeah. I think it's all very close by because, yeah, yeah, because she drove there. Okay. Yep. So yeah, yeah. I mean, actually, we don't know how far her mom drove on that night. Oh, my God. This is confusing. <laughs> this fucking episode We're making is it even worse. so much worse. Oh, my God. <laughs> this might... Yeah, you really need to watch this movie before listening to this. Uh, okay, so... Um, let's see. Yeah, she wanders back to her house, but stops at her mom's grave first. Um, and, and she's like, you should see me now, Mom. I'm part of the top ten. You'd be so proud of me. Oh my gosh, it was the most cringiest thing. It's so, so Everybody sad. likes me. I'm even part of the top ten. <laughs> Can you imagine calling yourself that? Like, no. With pride? No, I can't. Not me neither. Uh, I mean... Stay unless, humble. Yeah. <laughs> unless I was cast in the Xander Cannon uh, comic book movie, The Top Ten, when that gets made. I can't wait. ABC Comics. Uh, Alan Moore's Comic Company. Great, great comic. Anyway, uh, can you get them here at Coast City Comics? You sure can. <laughs> you can get those here. Uh, so uh, there's an Argento gloved bad guy watching from the woods. We've got a of course there is. We've got a watcher from the woods, uh, and then there's a second potentially. Etienne is in the woods with her, and he also is wearing gloves. So he's yet another red herring. Um, he's like, hey. I'll creepily walk you home like a total creep and, and potentially like, what assault you. What were you doing you? on my property grabbing me from behind a fence? Yeah, yeah. And That's she's, normal. Yeah. So she she intelligently is like, I'll walk by myself. Weirdo. Thanks, fucking weirdo. Yeah. Get lost. And, uh, and he does, to his credit for at least this one thing. <laughs> and when she gets home... Uh, she sees her dad, who looks shockingly like Mitt Romney, and <laughs> he gets mad about some dumb crap about her going to visit her mom's grave. I hate it when you go visit your mom's grave. None of this makes sense. It, yeah, it, it really doesn't make sense. She says, David says I won't be cured until I stop repressing what happened. Aha, what is the thing that happened? I don't know, you're repressing it. We're going to find out at the end. <laughs> so... Dad wants to move her away from where the incident happened, uh, but she wants to keep her friends in the school, and she's already in the top she's ten. She's in the top ten. She can't leave. You can't leave. You're in the top ten. Come on, Dad. Dad, you can't take that away from me. Adore. <laughs> uh, while they're talking, a mysterious figure breaks into her bedroom through the window. Dun, dun, dun. Uh, she goes into her bedroom and sees that the window is open. She goes to close it. She locks it and then starts getting undressed. She well, puts on porno music on a cassette player first, then starts getting undressed. And then the movie's just like, fuck you, you get nothing. <laughs> you get nothing. And, uh, yeah, she... <laughs> this was really good because she puts on a bra. She she leaves her bra on. Yeah. 
puts on a, a bathrobe, robe, takes off her underwear, and then goes to take a shower. It's like, what? I wanted so bad to see her taking a shower with her bra on. <laughs> and she's just like scrubbing her bra. <laughs> she's but, ripped. <laughs> might be it. Uh, but that's not what happens. Uh, she's just like POV. We see her. We see somebody watching her fill the tub. She hears a sound and it's the peeper opening the window and jumping out. She screams, slams the window. Some shit falls over and breaks. We don't notice, but her underpants are missing. But she, but like, here's a broken scene in my, like she hears something, goes out, sees the window, shuts it. Something falls off the, her pencil case, pencil jar falls off the desk. Yeah. Then she starts screaming. Like after everything was over, like it's just weird. Like the scream would make sense if we saw the runner, I feel like if she saw the burglar. But like I feel like we didn't even see that. It's true. I mean, there so could be. So what is she a... screaming at after the fact that she's shut the window and nobody's in sight? And there could easily be a burglar over there from where that skateboard fell out of the yeah. window. No, in the city. <laughs> Stupid city. Probably somebody hiding in here. I'm gonna it's get like... them. They're hiding. Yeah. In, they're hiding in that window. <laughs> that might be the worst place to hide in the store. I'm gonna read so many comics when they shut up. <laughs> that would be great. Uh, <laughs> it was finally time. Um, so yes, that's weird. So. Back at back at school, nobody knows the whereabouts of Bernadette O'Hara, and nobody cares because we don't even know her. We do. We care because she's one of the richest people in school. Oh, that's right. She's in the top nine she's now. In the <laughs> the top nine. Let's keep count. Uh, they're the top nine and a half because she's headless. Um, let's see. We have, is she? But that wasn't her head. That wasn't her head. Uh, we have a wacky French professor testing the galvanic response of frog legs. This causes uh, some hilarity in the classroom when one of the top ten is playing with the static converters and raises the guy's hair. <laughs> Everyone's laughing and having a very good time. And then he's like, okay, fun time's done. Time to shock some severed frog's legs. And our heroine goes into a full-on Argento nightmare. Everything goes red. (laughs) She's like, whoa, the screen tilts. Everything goes wackadoo. Oh, yeah. And then we get our first brain flashback. Yeah, this is our first brain flashback. It's so good because it's like we see the the hospital. She's bald. It's actually very creepy. She's stuck in some weird fakey CAT scan looking machine. Uh, And then this is Virginia. She wakes up. In the in the in the flashback, she's awake and she says, "My birthday," and that's like the first thing she says, bald and in this crazy cat scan machine. We then cut back to modern day, and she's with her therapist David, again Glenn Ford. Yep. And glug glug glug. <laughs> glug glug glug, and she, in case we weren't figuring it out, she actually makes the makes the subtext text there for us and says. <laughs> I was an experiment, just like the frog legs. Oh, thanks so much. I was wondering why they juxtaposed those two things. (laughs) I thought it was totally random, because I'm a fucking moron. (laughs) Um, Okay, so that was fun. Um, So David ominously says, I won't let anything hurt you. And so that's his moment of being like, aha, he's the killer. Because he's killing people to keep them from hurting her. Could this character have been completely excised from this movie, too? I hate to tell you this, 
there's not a single character in this movie that couldn't have been excised with the exception of Virginia. You could have cut every single character out of this movie and it wouldn't have changed very much. I feel like, boom, buy the branch it, boom, buy the doctor. We're uh, back. I mean... There's workarounds. It would have chopped... It would have probably chopped the extra 20 minutes that this movie hangs around for. I gotta tell you, that's not where I would have cut. But, I mean, I would have cut the Belfry scene. Oh, I would have. I mean, there's so many parts I would have cut. Chop the dirt bike scene down. Dirt bike scene did not need to exist. It could exist, but just chop it by a few minutes but i mean they just set up that he rides a bike why didn't he just ride away from the bar one night and be like cool that's it he rides a bike he's He's gonna get killed by a bike he's the guy that rides the fucking motocross bike away from the the bar that's we watch all that soccer damn game but nobody gets killed by a soccer ball (laughs) that would have been a bizarre death poster (laughs) (laughs) one of the six most bizarre deaths you've ever seen Someone kicks a soccer ball right through his torso. With a bomb in it, and it blows up right as he blocks it. Yeah! Sure. That's a good death scene. It could have been, uh, what's the hard ticket to Hawaii? Yeah, uh, with the the frisbee. (laughs) So it's it's a soccer ball full of razor blades? Yes. (laughs) Kicks it, and it cuts the guy in half. Mm. Uh, Okay. Oh, yes. Now we go to the motocross rally. All the cool kids are cheering on Etienne. (laughs) And, uh, you know, whatever. It's we we get through this whole thing and it's like, hey, yeah, we're all on ATN's side. He's won the day. Yeah. And then he comes up to our heroine and he's like, what was he thinking was the reaction going to be? This is I he mean, was like, of course I would win. I've got this by my heart. And he pulls out her underwear that he stole from her bedroom when he scared the shit out of her the night before. Did, did, did he think she was going to be like, oh, it's so romantic? Yes, I, I can only imagine he thought sociopath. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm guess, I mean, again, every single person in this movie has to do something so incredibly stupid and out of character for anything that you assume that they're the killer. Yeah. Like no person alive would do this. No. And that's, that's his moment of like, he pulls out the underwear and he's like, of course I would win. And still be friends. I have yeah. these underpants. It's not just being friends. He's coming on to her. Yeah. He's hitting on her when by saying... they're not supposed to be. Oh, I, I love you very much. I broke into your house and stole your underpants. Yeah. Of course, <laughs> this is how we do it in France. Um, and she's like, uh, yeah, I guess it's just a cultural difference. Uh, no, of course, she's creeped the fuck out. Yep. Um, so, uh, the creepy nerd guy with a pet rat is in the background in case we needed to know that he also has a motive as a killer, he's looking over and he sees Etienne. And he's not creepy. happy about it. He's not happy. It wants to make us think that. Yes, because we he's being made to be a jealous killer. Right, a jealous killer. Because everybody's a everybody's yeah. a herring. Yeah, everybody's a red herring. So back to our giallo gloved guy, he sneaks very slowly into Etienne's garage while he's running his bike with no ventilation. He's like in this closed fucking garage and he's just like, "Ah, I I don't know why I make such terrible decisions in life. (laughs) I just, I like to sit in a room unventilated inhaling carbon monoxide. While wearing a big blue (laughs) scarf while spinning on engine. 
these these decisions, uh, they might be caused by some brain damage caused by inhaling all of these gases. I don't know. Uh, I wouldn't know because half my brain doesn't work because of what I'm doing here. Uh, but that explains the underwear thing. That's literally it. He spends all of his time in a closed room running, revving his motorbike engine. He's got engine. that carbon monoxide brain. He's like, ah, I thought this was a good idea. <laughs> yep, I swore that was going to work. <laughs> Chicks love stalkers. So many good ideas. <laughs> so uh, we get uh, we get our giallo guy. He sneaks up from behind and he's like, "Aha!" And he throws the scarf into the running wheels of the of the dirt bike, and then revs it, and then revs and it, sucks ATN's face right into it. I love it. It's great. Uh, I mean, this was a kill that got butchered by the MPAA, and and I feel bad because they made a whole head gut. Chopped up in the wheel thing oh, that we never got to see. Man, that would have been amazing. I would have loved to have seen that. Yeah, thanks, prudes. Uh, that is too bad. Also, I don't really understand how this works. I mean, that scarf would have just... He only put one end through it. It would have given him terrible rope burn, but, you know. No, a scar- I, I wear a scarf frequently. I mean... Because I'm a dirty hipster. But that is uh, how... But yeah, uh, yeah, I know. It. You can easily pull one side of the scarf and it just kind of gets ooh. stuck on itself. I think that would have worked. Yeah, that is that's how uh, what's her name, the famous choreographer, died. So I guess that is possible. I did not she- know this, but yeah, I feel like I feel like a star can get stuck with just pulling one side. Yeah. Okay, there you go. I'll allow it, movie. Yeah, she got uh, this. This this instance, you actually made sense. I can't remember <laughs> her name. It's it's eluding me. She's that me. famous. But uh, but she she got her scarves caught in a ca- taxi cab in New York. Dragged. Oh, awful! Died. It's a fucking terrible way to die. Uh, unlike this fake awful way to that die. Awful that you just made that up. Yeah, it is. It's awful that I made up this person. <laughs> um, okay, so um, okay, so Etienne's dead. So we're on the. We got a top eight now. Yep. Let's keep count. Okay. Okay. We're down to the top eight. Uh, so now we've got top eight, and we've got creepy weirdo with the rat and therapist both looking like murderers. Yep. Okay. Uh, Virginia keeps getting sent places in the dark. Uh, this is another returning theme of this movie is that nobody turns on a fucking light anywhere in this place. It is like, no matter where they are, it is the darkest movie ever. Like, half this movie uh, that is honor in... goes to Satan Claus. I don't know if you've seen that, but... No, I have not. I'm mind... I don't... <laughs> I've never seen a movie where I'm, I'm baffled by it. Like, <laughs> how did you fuck this up so badly? It's oh, not like... No. I can understand one scene. Like, oops, we lit the scene wrong, or the film came out terrible, or... Wait, you mean the John Russo movie? No, 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 no. Oh, that's Santa Claus. This is Satan Claus. Ah, Satan Claus. This is just like, it's all dark, because they're in the house, and they're like, oh, then they go to the police station, but it's like, it still looks like there's no <laughs> lights on whatsoever, you can't make out anything. And then you realize, oh, the whole movie is this dark <laughs> oh boy yeah this this movie is very dark though you have to this admit is it nothing compared to satan claus <laughs> okay uh so but i mean satan claus isn't a real movie and this is like <laughs> this went to theaters yeah, like, yeah, yeah yeah i'm talking about an sov this like, is like yeah. an actual movie uh okay so uh for some reason the two girls, I don't know if they suspect him of something. Like, I don't even know if they... I didn't understand this at all. There was, there didn't seem to be much motivation. They're just breaking into, into Ratboy's house. Yeah, they just decide to break into Alfred's house. Because he didn't show up at the inn, they said, or was that just an excuse? I have no, I have no idea yeah, why they're the, there. There's no, there's no explanation. Oh, okay. But either way, um, 
they go in and they realize. I mean, they already knew, they already knew he was a taxidermist. Was a taxidermist. So what the hell are they surprised with? What's fascinating is that they didn't seem to know that he was an expert mask mask maker. Mask maker. He's like Hollywood grade severed head effects man. Well, I mean, it, in fact, he's, he's, he's a he's a Tom, he's, he's a Rick Baker up in he's here. He's a better than Rick Baker yeah. <laughs> because legitimately the head that was in that pan was obviously the actress at the beginning. Before they pull her eyeball out, it looks like it is legitimately just so, her. So, Rat Boy surprises them in the act of breaking into their place, and he's all like, what are you guys doing here? A and valid question. Uh, they say, blah, 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 you didn't show up, we're here. Right. And, but that this is after they find the severed head of Bernadette. Yes. And they're freaked out about that. And then Rat Boy shows them that it's not Bernadette, it's just a fake severed head I made of one of our best friends... Because that's not weird. And he proves... And it also and proves, happens to be the one who's missing. Yeah, it happens to be the one that's missing, because... Herring. And then he proves it by taking out a, a glass glasses. eye, and the socket looks all bloody and red like a real head. When you're doing taxidermy, those are glass eyes. That's what you... Yeah, exactly. So, like... No, how is this disproving it anything? didn't prove anything at all. But they're and just like, okay. Yeah. I'm and so confused by this. They totally just bought it. It's fine. None of any of that whole scene, from why they're there to the the eye reveal to, no, the, to uh, the fact that he even made that, none of this makes any sense. This could have made sense when we get to the ending. If the, Rat Boy was in cahoots, I, I, I've formulated a way to make sense. It still doesn't make sense why they're there breaking no, in. No, the but, only way it makes sense is if... He was being sexually manipulated by her sister. That is the only yes. way this ends. And that's makes who sense. she's breaking in with here, right? I can't. Even, I can't tell these I white girls apart. I don't know. <laughs> I seriously couldn't tell. Oh my god. Who cares? Move on. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, yeah. Uh, now the principal of the school uh, is. Uh, he, uh, she's coming down hard on Virginia because she and her pals are all rich and she hates them and and now she's looking really suspicious because she's coming down really hard on her so now we have another red herring character being introduced um, now Steve didn't invite Rudy to the movies and they get into a big fight oh no they decide hey I know how to ease these tensions let's start drinking yeah. and they're like alright cool let's all go drinking <laughs> So, also the movie they were psyched to see was High Noon because Virginia loves Gary Cooper. What was what? I don't know. <laughs> was Glenn Ford in High Noon? I bet he was. I don't. The, he the director did Guns of Navarone. Maybe he did High Noon too. Holy shit! This is the director of Guns of Navarone. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. I'm not even gonna pretend for a second I've seen it. How I just the know mighty it's a have fallen. Well-regarded title. Yeah. <laughs> Yamana, okay, so maybe he did High Noon too. I don't know. All right, we get uh, whoever the dumb dick with blonde hair is. Who uh, cares? The guy. Uh, he's. Yeah, yeah. He says the movie's catchphrase here. Oh, it's you. Because he's lifting weights in his... Oh. <laughs> this is yet again. Everybody says this catchphrase. Yeah. Oh, it's you. Because everybody recognizes the killer. Which, like... I, sure. This scene pisses me off because there's a couple things that pisses me off. And I actually I actually wrote my, my Facebook buddy Eric today. Uh, who is a he's a uh, a big power lifter? Yes. <laughs> to ask if this was absolutely absurd, 
and yes and no, because he's lifting weights. There's a couple things that's absurd. And he's like, oh, it's you. And he's like, okay, your friend that never speaks, I guess. Yeah, like, yeah, you're my friend that doesn't like, talk. That doesn't talk. Then he's like, this is a little light. Put a couple tens on each side. So, you yep. know, he adds 10 pounds. Then he's just like, oh, this is still a little light. Put a 25 on each side. Right. So I messaged my buddy Eric to be like, um, is it normal for a dude lifting weights to just jump 70 pounds in one? No, it is not. <laughs> it is not. But he said, like, you could be working. It depends on if you're starting out with just maybe just the pole with some warm ups. You know what I mean? Then you would, you know, just to worry about, then you'd add all the weight. But this dude already had a lot of weight to begin with. And, and then all was, of a sudden, once he put that on, he was like, boy, can't lift this. And it's like, yeah, no shit, dude. You just had 70 pounds lifted to your already stocked bar. Okay. I what have, were you thinking? Okay, I have a I have a counter. I have a devil's advocate position yep. for this. It's a girl. And he's like, yeah. How about you put on extra weight? I can do this. I want to look cool in front oh. of this chick showing up while I'm lifting weight so that I look awesome. Make sense. And like wouldn't have done Ooh, it otherwise. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good one. I didn't even so, think of that. I don't know. But either way, the but thing yeah, it's like, oh, it's here's what doesn't make sense. Uh, that so, she doesn't talk. Well, number one, one, that she doesn't talk. I number pee. two, that he doesn't dump the weights. You know, you oh, can yeah. just go sideways. Put your arm back. Oh, yeah, definitely. I wouldn't put my arms back personally, but no, I would, I mean, he's I would, not, he's I would not. dump to the side. Yeah. And also, if you if you think that this person is actively trying to hurt you, dump to the side that they're on and crush their foot. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like... Yeah, there is no way he, he would just... Just sit there and wait for her to drop a giant weight on his balls <laughs> so that he crushed his neck. And as we see her throughout this whole movie, she's dressed like a girl. Yep. In the scene, she's in what a full black leather kind of suit with black leather gloves indoor. What are you wearing? He never says like, "Why are you dressed like that?" <laughs> like, I, I mean, another thing would be like, "Okay, there's something going on here. Maybe I need to stop lifting weights and yeah. investigate why you're here." All right, hey there. <laughs> <laughs> dressed all in black leather and coming to visit me in the middle of the night. Interesting. Uh, but no, instead he's like, "Hey, help me lift weights." But we do get a uh, a pretty, like, uh, wince-inducing kill here. Yeah. I like it. It's a trauma kill. It's a Toxic Avenger-level, like, crushed-by-weights kill. But that kind of made sense because dude's head was in a place where he couldn't move, and they dropped the weights on his head. Mm-hmm. This is, like you said. Yeah, yeah. You could get out of this. You, you could, could just drop yeah. those damn weights. Yep, you sure could. Uh, th- there's, there's a million ways you can get out of this. <laughs> like... But yeah, so she just like walks around while he's stressing with his weights over his head and drops a big 25 pounder on his noodle. <laughs> and uh, Which shocks him enough that he drops the weight onto his neck. Completely understandable. It, it is surprising. I would, I would have been surprised by that too. Uh, yeah, so he's dead. Uh, and he is he one of the ones that basically explodes? Like some. Yeah, blood, I, blood flies. Pfft. A couple of these, like, especially the last kill is, like, absurd. Yep. It's wonderfully absurd. Uh, it's like a guar show. Um, okay, so... Uh, top some, seven now. Top seven. We see somebody burying something in the flower garden. Who was that? I, I can't remember. I don't know. But they were burying the scarf. Who knows who that was? Um, I don't okay. understand anything with the flower garden. Now we get what is probably the most annoying scene of the entire movie... Rudy taking Virginia into the attic of a creepy church. None of this makes sense. 
No, it makes no sense, and it's boring as well, shit. It's boring as shit. Why are they there? Why is he doing this? Why are they cutting the bell? Why does he find out he cut himself after? No. What was he doing? No. There's... This is... Why doesn't she remember it? He wasn't even killed, so she wouldn't have been taken she out of the been picture chloroformed. here. So why doesn't she remember anything that happened? Like, none of this part makes any sense. She <laughs> Because she ran away. I guess. I guess, but why? But, like, what the... Okay, so... And then she doesn't, like, confront him about it? Like, no, why did you walk to me all crazy with a knife? Why did you slam the door closed? So okay, right? well, let's None explain this, this scene. So they go up to the they go up to the bell tower. Uh, this this for, guy for some reason for some reason uh, you would assume to fucking make out. Like you would assume that there's some sort of point to. Okay, bring... so he's really bad at seducing. I guess clearly <laughs> he is terrible at this because he goes up there and. First, just starts doing Quasimodo impersonations, and that's that's and his opening gambit. And then starts doing gambit. like I don't know what a Bella Lugosi murder narration shtick. Sure, and then she's like, "Okay, we got to get out of here." And he slams the door, and he's like, "I've got a knife." And <laughs> it's like that's gonna get her what? motor running. <laughs> and he's like, "Yeah, I could cut this rope. You 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 could you could you could cut, why would you cut part of the door frame? You could." cut part of your pant leg what why would you say that random thing <laughs> it doesn't do anything like if he cuts like, the rope now the guy can't ring the bell so <laughs> <laughs> and when he goes there it's like oh look at this abandoned church we're in and then we see underneath it's a functioning church the priest that is, is right well, there the priest is right underneath them he can clearly hear them talking if he's standing there it's the whole thing is dumb and stupid. And so later we're going to find out that he cut his hand. He cut the rope, cut his hand, bled down there. She ran off when it happened because something. But we, what we do see at the time is we see blood splatter on the ground. And then the priest comes over. So it makes you think there. And he's like, oh, murder. He says murder. He says murder. <laughs> So we're just to think that Rudy did a murder. If you... <laughs> For some reason. I love the idea that he jumps to murder when he sees blood. <laughs> I mean, especially in a Catholic church, man. You you should jump directly to miracle. Come on, man. <laughs> jump directly to... Oh, that's to, where you're going with that. Oh, the blood of God. Hey, this is great. He's This is clearly a blessing. That's where I would have gone. Uh, you know, and anything else, you can pause. <laughs> we will not talk about that. I know the horrible things that you're thinking, and let's just ignore. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna not say them. Thank you. Uh, okay, so, uh, all right, so she freaks out in an office. She goes to the doctor. She I goes guess? to the doctor. She says she's remembering the operation. She goes to David's office, right? Sure. And she says, I'm remembering the operation, which I don't think she really is. I don't think anybody can really remember much about operations, especially a fucking brain surgery. But she says she does. You do have to be awake for a lot of brain surgery. That is a good point. Which is weird. That's true. Which is super eerie to think about being in that position. Yeah, I... Can you imagine having your whole head open and you've got to be awake for that? No, thanks. Uh, I did see something that I was like, this is... 
just the level of hubris I was like not excited about. They were like, here, play saxophone while he's operating on your brain. This is like a real thing. Like somebody was like, oh, really? They were like, okay, he's having brain surgery done and he's playing saxophone. Like the patient is playing saxophone at the same time. And I was like, that seems A, distracting, B, like too much motion, C, just hubris. It just seems like you're asking for trouble. <laughs> like it just, it feels like, ugh. Even God hates jazz. <laughs> Even God hates jazz. Also that. Um, so, uh, whatever. So, uh, she says that the doctor killed a part of my brain. Which sounds right, because nobody with a fully functional brain would hang out with any of these fucking douchebags. Um, so, the doctor gets... Uh, we cut to the next day. The doctor's getting the newspaper at his house. And the radio's on to the fucking plot station, and he overhears <laughs> everything that's going on. 94.3, <laughs> the plot. plot. The plot so far. You're listening to the plot. Uh, <laughs> missing students, bloody knife in the bell tower, etc., etc., etc. The cops have come to the school, and this is like, this is where you know that this is a real movie. Like, that they spent a lot of money on, because the number of actors on set for this scene was insane. Yeah. Like this looked it's like a pretty crowded hall, yeah. This looked like a full school full of people freaking out. Um but they're inside and uh you know <laughs> this is great. Good move by this cop here. Instead of being like excuse me. Um uh, excuse me. We found something inside. Yeah. Could you come with me, please? We need to talk. He's like, we found something outside. And everybody goes, hey, he said he found something hey, outside. I think he found something, guys. Quick, oh, let's go interfere with the police investigation. And three kids died in the stampede. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, literally, you get a gymnasium's worth of yeah. kids all flying out there before the cops can even get there. And uh, they, they're digging in the in the dirt so everybody's gone with the exception of virginia who is left in here and then we get like um in a movie full of absurdities uh our whatever his name is (laughs) rudy rudy he's hanging upside down in a way that no human being could hang by themselves it looks like he's hanging by one foot it makes as much damn sense as michael myers coming down in h2o from the pipe yeah yeah you're like okay yeah that looked cool but wait how how long is his (laughs) fucking arm how did you where did you come what Okay. Did this look like a real cool gymnast thing? When here's you a, yeah, exactly. I, <laughs> my picture, my, in my mind, that that Michael Myers thing has yeah. always been him standing on one arm, like he's his legs are up in the air, kind of like a gymnast, exactly like yeah. a gymnast, and he slowly lowers himself down. <laughs> Whoop! That's yeah. just how fucking strong he is. Yeah. Uh, but, but it yeah, would have looked super cool. <laughs> but then the guy hits the ground from four feet up on his face. Yeah. And looks like a corpse. And it's like he's like, and who is he doing this for? Like, or why? Like, and then all of a sudden he looks up and he's like, ah, fooled you. I'm, I'm, I'm not missing and I'm not really dead. I, I, I don't know why you would think that I was dead and falling from the ceiling at this particular point in time. And oh, by the way, look at my hand. I cut it a bunch, cutting a rope for no reason. <laughs> After I 
I guess menaced you with a knife in the bell tower? Like, okay. what? <laughs> here's here's my punch up for this scene. He gets up from falling and he's missing like six teeth and he's got blood <laughs> coming out. His eye is completely <laughs> sore shut from hitting the ground. And he's like, you took in your face. <laughs> you, you should see the look on your face. I spooked you so bad. <laughs> Although I I need I need a thoracic surgeon. Oh. I, I know he's a low doctor. Can I borrow David? Uh, <laughs> that is the that punch up would have made this movie all worthwhile. Oh, man, I, I want it so bad right now. <laughs> but okay, so he's. He's basically again. We're we're proving that he wasn't the killer. He's just another another dum dum. They finally go outside to find what this thing is. It's another one of these scarves, but everybody's got this fucking scarf, so it doesn't matter. They find a skull, and that they pass around like willy nilly from hand to ungloved hand, hand to ungloved <laughs> hand because it's covered in dirt and nobody sees that it's a skull. Yeah. Until David gets a hold of it. Now, David is also suspicious, so he's still a person of interest in this whole thing. So when to us, he, not the police force. To us. So we know that when he uncovers it and looks at it and says, look, oh, it says property of the science department. Everybody laughs. He could have been lying. Yeah. You know, it could have been yet another but thing. But that lie would have came out pretty damn Ooh, fast sure, when the police sure. get the hold of it. In the real world, hey, it just was made in China. I'll just throw this away, guys. Right. In the real world, <laughs> sure. But in this movie, in this movie where nobody's actions have consequences and nothing makes any sense, it would have made. I could easily see them resting his guilt at the end of this movie on that scene, and then just going, "Oh yeah, I'll just take this back to the to the science lab." Yep. And the cops going, "Okay." Okay. Because that's how people behave in this movie. <laughs> Carry on. <laughs> uh, yeah, so... Uh, all right, now there... I love this room, by the way. So, okay. Uh, we cut to all the remaining, whatever, top five, because uh, we're... We still have seven. Oh, it's, so it's the, top, it's the top six, because we're missing uh, Rat Boy. Oh, yeah. Rat Boy someplace else. For no reason. For no reason, and again, to cast suspicion on him again. So, okay, they're all, everybody else is smoking pot in this pool storage area, which is this underground bunker of pool equipment that has a window. Yeah. Specifically, I don't know if, like, the pervy janitor was like, hey, guys, I've got a great <laughs> idea for my pool storage room. How about something, I, I'm just saying, like, maybe, like, crotch level, you know, where I can look into the pool just in case somebody's drowning, right? So yeah. I can, like, see their crotches. Uh, <laughs> you know, that's the best way to know if somebody's drowning is to look at their crotch. And it's just really dark in here, and, like, the light would come through the oh, pool. Like, it would be great. Can you hook me up with that? Put that in the budget. Um... <laughs> It's only going to add like seven thousand uh, yeah, dollars to the but, construction. But my question is: Is this a real thing? Because it looked like it. It had to be. It had to be a legitimate real thing. Uh, I really want to know the story behind this and pool. I think the answer to that question is that it is a perv who made this fucking <laughs> pool. Um, it's the only thing that makes sense. Uh, okay, so I mean, even Olympic 
pools for like diving competitions and shit don't even have spectator windows like this. It, it looks like a spectator swim window, like yeah. or or like an aquarium. Maybe it was an aquarium. Maybe I don't know. Like like a, like a Jaws three tunnel thing. <laughs> Could be, but I mean clearly this this thing does exist. Yeah, th- we were seeing it. Um, uh, yeah, I don't know, but we see out the window, and uh, Virginia has a hallucination. It, but is it? I thought or it was one this, of their friends. Is this her sister? That's her. No, that's the other blonde girl. Okay. Who gets no a name? Even I think. I don't think she does. She's in a few scenes. Okay, she floats down and pretends to be dead. For why? I don't know, to mess with her friends. But her eyes are shut the whole time. She doesn't even know if they're looking at her. Yeah, yeah. She's just like, they're smoking, I'll go pretend I'm drowned, I guess? Again, nothing makes sense in this movie. Um, So, she does it. She's either having, this is either Virginia having a brain malfunction or her friend being dead. It's not a hallucination because, because Virginia runs out of it out of the room all spooked and then her friend pops up being like surprise i'm not really dead like, yeah exactly smiling at the friends she didn't even know was yeah could have been wa- not even watching her so then cut again to giallo guy following virginia to her mom's grave shockingly it appears that the missing guy when they were hanging out is the person that's following her oh no it's gonna be him he's gonna be the killer uh, and so he sneaks up behind Virginia wearing his stupid scarf and his stupid gloves and he reaches into his pocket very, very slowly. It takes about two minutes to get what he was after. <laughs> but it's too late. He was about to give her a flower that was in his pocket. Sure. Why not keep a flower in your pocket? That's the way that we keep flowers. And, and he gets killed in. He gets stabbed by Virginia? What? Oh my goodness. She's wearing the gloves too. What a so, twist. So literally every single person in this movie has a pair of Giallo gloves. Is okay, the other now thing we're that's down to the top six. Now we're down to top six. And, uh, okay, so... So fuck, we still have six kids? Four? <laughs> four? No. Yeah, six kids are still alive? Yep. Uh, so ten? This movie does just forget about some of them. Oh, I mean, one of them that dies is... One of them is just gone. So we're really down to top five. Because that the, the axe in the head lady, she just disappears. Oh, yeah, that's right. So, okay. She'll go, oh, later on yeah. for no reason. Yeah, she'll... Because she saw... That's the swimmer, I think. Oh, is it? Okay. Yeah, maybe. Uh, okay, so... <laughs> Sure. Sure, why not? Uh, Yeah, in the spirit of being one of these holiday murder movies, we're approaching the day of the title. It's going to be Virginia's birthday soon. Neat. Uh, So we smash... my cake? We smash cut to a school dance, I guess, and it's a crazy disco freakout. They're getting down, smiling and laughing and talking about the fact that four of their closest friends are probably dead and the cops are dragging the river for their bodies. Yeah, this is a really fun time. It's a real commentary on the disco era and how people just didn't care about anything and they were forgetting about the real world, man. And kids' dissociation with reality and nihilistic attitudes way before Larry Clark hit the scene. (laughs) So true. Uh, um, And then the guy's just like, go. What is this? Rudy gets sent to dance with some lady for some reason. Why? I don't know. But they're not even, but like. 
then they weren't even like dating anybody. That was like I thought yeah. that was how the group worked. Like they weren't just friends, but now it's like let's go home and bang. Like, yeah, it's like a normal thing. I guess way before Larry Clark hit the scene. <laughs> so okay, um, whatever. Rudy gets sent to dance with that lady. Don't know why. A slow dance breaks out, and everybody's talking about like their plans for the rest of the movie and ignoring the stuff. It was. Making me laugh so hard because all I could think of was and the Muppets where they're doing the dance and then they all tell jokes because oh, it yep. just kept cutting to people being like, hey, <laughs> I heard that you were doing that. And I was like, oh, no, it's just going to be like really shitty, really shitty jokes while the Muppet music plays. I would have preferred that. I would have been so much better. Um, okay, so. I also loved this. So uh, Virginia and weird skinny face guy, Steve, Steve. Um, they go out to have sex or make food. They said or both couldn't tell really what was she going. makes a mean midnight snack. She I know, said. <laughs> which is hilarious. <laughs> uh, and then the camera does this amazing fade out by basically going straight up a lady's butt, which was very funny. <laughs> like the fade out was like it went down and then we concentrated on this lady's ass fade to black, fade back in on the fireplace, which I thought was pretty funny. Um, so He does say his ass is on fire later. He does. Segue. Uh, so it all makes sense. Yeah, we're back at Virginia and Skinny Face, and she was like, I make a mean midnight snack. That is to say, I've made a dipping sauce, I have marinated some meat and vegetables, and then I made skewers and cooked them over the fire. It's, and three hours later, let's make out. I call it fondue kebab. I could not believe that she shows up with this amazing, like, fully prepared food yeah. at midnight. But there you go. Beats she's my house. I can just make a, a mean box of mac and cheese. I mean, she's in it to win it, I That's guess. That's usually my midnight snack. That and some Ben and Jerry's, but... Fondouche kebab? Ah, A-game. Yeah, no, no kidding. New, different level. Uh, so, so was she at the dance? No. Okay, she was not at the dance. That she was, got that taken was out sister. at home. She got, okay. Okay. So She got taken out while making the midnight snack. Maybe she stayed home and was doing four hours of meal prep, and that's how she managed to <laughs> marinate all that meat. And that was the sister Do- who brought the <laughs> other guy home, and she was too busy making the fundus kebab to notice was, like, the stuff by the fireplace. This all makes uh, sense Everything now. clicked. And she was also busy making that two-layer birthday cake. Yeah, yeah where'd the cake come from? So beautifully Albertsons? decorated. <laughs> I mean, they are rich as hell. Um, let's see. So... You know, eventually they're they make out for two seconds before she decides that she's going to stick the skewer through the guy's face, and we get the cover art for the movie. Yep. And I, I will great kill. Okay, this is. I don't know if it would kill him. A shish kebab no. stick is very tiny. It would hurt. Oh, to you beat would the band. Absolutely, be in a lot of pain. But I don't know if that would. Ki- no. I mean, maybe it would sever his spine. Possibly. Nope. Not there. No. Not there. Nope. No. no. You would absolutely. I'm really terrible that. with anatomy. I just don't, I can't possibly see how he would die from that. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, he does. In movies, people die from that. People get stabbed in the stomach and die instantly in movies. <laughs> it's fine. Um, that, like, that ruins that every- real life. Owie, 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 ow, 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 <laughs> I mean, ow, ow, ow. <laughs> every Halloween movie would essentially be 
three hours of somebody <laughs> laying on the ground screaming while they bleed to death. Um, so let's see. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Next morning, Virginia has a murder hangover and she sleeps in past noon. Uh, her friend wants to hear murder all- hangover. I like that. Mm, it's going to be a great movie. <laughs> her friend wants to hear all the gory details get it i do okay about her and steve last night virginia doesn't remember anything she was like i was at a dance last night i was so ripped dude um (laughs) so she's like i'm just gonna go take a shower so she throws her keys down to her friend virginia stands in the shower staring at the water we get the second shower scene in a slasher with no nudity and and we get the flashback because everything has to remind her of something. So she Are sees the this, water. Is this the? This must be a daily occurrence. Every single time she gets in the water, <laughs> she remembers the crash. I would I would have guessed that she'd be more of a patchouli person yeah. than, a, than a shower person at this point in her life. Uh, but okay, so she uh, she sees. All right. How does this go down? She sees a flashback of her mother and right. And so okay, let's let's try to explain what happens with the mother here. So, this is the first of two flashbacks in this yeah. horribly horribly paced but third maybe, act of this maybe movie. we should just completely explain what the story Everything. is. Go okay, for it. let's do try it. and explain what the I whole story I don't feel like Dragon Heels like this movie does. With the mother. Okay. The story with the mother is uh, but I'm I'm actually asking for help here too because I don't understand um, the she, numbers on the bottom of your screen, Colin. If you why got was she poor before? Like why did she become rich? Unexplained. Okay. She she does make that comment. She's like, I can't be bought off anymore because I'm like, now because rich. now I'm rich. But she like, may have married someone into who was richness rich. or like got or but okay. So this was other- she bought out for something else in the past? Like none of it makes sense. Yes. Because she gave birth to this sister, and okay, was she? Oh, she bought. They off have to... the same. They have the same. They have the same mother and different fathers. But this was an afterthought. I don't know if even this scene is factored into this because they 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 reshot after shots to make that twist. So I don't know if they did the whole rain thing again either. So this must, might might not even make any sense whatsoever. Okay. It might just be that it doesn't make sense. Yeah. Okay. Because she goes, she runs. She, because okay. this 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 twist wasn't resolved back here. Like she, okay. no, she wouldn't be saying that because the girl Ginny didn't even know that she had a sister or any of this was happening. Or did she have to know? She didn't know. Certainly. So she didn't know until the end. So okay, she's she's mad. Her sister is mad for other reasons. Okay, she goes has a birthday party at this cottage. Okay, so we were set up to this, which which she allowed her mother to throw, damn well knowing nobody was showing up because she had no friends. Yeah, and her mother's like, but you're, you but know, you're, you're rich. You have to. Have you're friends. going. You're going to this thing, and she's like, you know, they don't even know that I exist. So this is probably the same people who are in the top 10. Like, I think this is probably those same people. It is. Earlier. Okay. It is. Um, the mother named six names. And then the so there father. Wasn't all, there wasn't all 10 for the birthday party. There's six people supposed to come, the ones that got killed. In. Father calls. He's late. He's a, he's, he's a bad dad. Always out on business trips, I guess. Okay. That's what I thought. Now, 
Ugh, this is so. But good. why didn't the girl just tell her mom like nobody's coming? They're going to. It doesn't matter. Her mom's been drinking all day. All day. And she, so her mother's like, "No, we're gonna do this for you. We're, you know, you deserve a good birthday party." Blah blah blah. Because she's been mistreated or whatever has happened. Uh, it turns out that there's another party going on at the same time, and those kids are there. Mm-hmm. So her mother gets wasted. And then drives up. Like, We're going to their party then. And she drives to the gates of this gated house. And it's raining and she's like upset and she's screaming and crying. And the groundskeeper is at the door and she's like, he's like, no, why don't you just turn around and take your daughter out of here? But, you know that you're not wanted here. But why does she even know the groundskeeper? Because she had sex with the dude. Because that's, that's the sister's father that owns that house. The reason they're going to that house is because, and the person when she says can't be bought off again, he bought her off somehow. Like he got to keep the daughter, dude. I, I can't do it. So, I can't do it. It's so fucking confusing, right? It feels like it shouldn't be, but it is. No, it's. <laughs> that's why I was like, maybe I'm just not getting the complexity no, of this. So thing. the mother cheated on wait no 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 the father cheated on his wife with her she's a daughter that was had out of wedlock and then Ginny her... is no no the sister <laughs> the sister okay the sister was had out who of wedlock who is the sister's mom the is Ginny's the, is mom Ginny's mom and then her who... father is the guy that lives in that mansion and she and the guy that lives in the mansion her her the mother that raised her oh fuck no no, no. Ah! <laughs> wait no that doesn't make any sense none either. of it does because she would have to have been raised with that other girl right because she complains that her father's uh, her father's wife ran away and they never saw her again that's the that's the grudge that, that her mom Virginia's left. sister has against her. That her mom left because of it, because right? Because of because her so hussy of her, a mom so, had an affair. So with, she was just raised with her single dad, who bought off. What? Because Ginny's mom was married, and so okay, he couldn't okay, hook okay. up with Ginny because Ginny's mom. Right. She couldn't hook up with Ginny's mom because Ginny's mom's had her dad, but her dad was always away, anyways. <laughs> I can't imagine the poor person who actually is listening to this. I feel so terrible. We're getting there. We're getting there. We're getting there. No, I think, but I, we have figured it out. I've At least I've figured it out. I've she figured is, it out well enough for my comfort level. Me too, because uh, I think I think that they're not actually related. I think that that's not really her sister, and that's the whole thing. That's they were never supposed to be. This was all afterthought. And they- because... Okay, so she, the yes, I think this makes sense now that Ginny is the daughter of the father. So they're <laughs> they're half, they are half sisters. Annabelle or whatever her name was. Right. So the mother, her Ginny's mother, only gave birth to one person. No, the, two. No. What? The the mother that ran away gave birth to the other person. So she had two parents. <laughs> Holy fuck! That makes no sense, though. But the reason no, that no, 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 the no, one no. that ran away never had any kid. Jenny's mom had both. Okay. Wait, how? Fuck. Yeah. The I'm reason back. I'm lost again. Yeah. Oh, whatever. <laughs> Fuck it. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Um. Okay. So 
the numbers on the bottom of your screen, guys. Call one eight hundred. Seriously, if you know. Also, if you, you know. know this. Okay, so whatever's happening, she gets upset. She's driving back. She's still drunk. She's drinking, and she. She's like, I'm gonna play the game. She plays the game, and she kind tries to. She goes over the bridge before while it's going up. They don't make it. They go underwater. They're they're both gonna drown. The mom can't get out of her seat, and she says, "No, you have to go." Yep. She lets Ginny out of the car. She manages to get out, and I guess this is just a guess because this is so vague. I think she's hit by the propeller of a passing boat because we see a boat go by, and I then also we see think blood in the water. And I think that's what the it head, took a chunk out of her out of her head, head. That's a head surgery thing. Yes. Yeah. So again, we could have just had her survive that drowning without the boat thing and lose all the brain surgery stuff and yep. she could have just had trauma from this event it could just be regular trauma the propella and the brain tr- brain sh- all the stuff yeah cut 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 yeah yeah <laughs> and ain't nobody y- needs all this cerebral stuff nope nobody needs it so now it's virginia's birthday uh david says david's like got her by the fire she's or actually, no, David shows up at Virginia's house because his fucking Virginia senses were tingling. Yeah, That's right. For real. Yeah. Like, for he has no, no other, other yeah, po- yeah. Po- point to be there. He's just like, I bet she needs me. And, and so, I'm going to live here now, I guess. Yeah, he just moves in. So she's propped up in a chair in front of the fire. David gives her some brandy because he's a good doctor. And <laughs> uh, he, <laughs> he gives her some reasons that yeah, It wasn't even planned. He just had it on him because he was drinking during yeah, the exactly. movie. Yeah, exactly. Uh, he gives her some reasons that she's making the whole thing up and she hasn't killed anybody. He wants to find a link between the trauma and her friends. And so he's like, yeah, yeah. The kids were playing chicken on the bridge. That's what made you flip out. You know, you, you're remembering that trauma. That's why you flipped out. There you go. Uh, David says, I'm going to stay until your father gets home. It's Virginia's birthday. David says, happy birthday. As the camera fades out on the fire, cut to the cops searching the woods for corpses they then pull up to Virginia's house and David answers the door. David lies to the cops and says that he's been there all weekend, implicating himself like an Why asshole. Why would he do that? I don't Why know. Why is he even there? I don't know. Let alone overnight. I don't think he has any other clients. That he must he, not. So, or a home life. Or a, yeah, exactly. Anything. A wife, kids, anything. Just He's just doing this. There's also something, there's a poorly constructed plot thread here that is essentially that David has, that this brain surgery experiment that she underwent was some sort of, like, thing that he's heavily invested in, in its success or failure. Mm -hmm. So he wants to make sure that it actually succeeds. Okay. And so, but that is not established well enough to make it make any sense. Uh, so we get the whole we get that whole birthday party thing happening here uh, in the rest of the detailed flashback, um, and then I just can't believe this movie is still going. I know, I, I know, but it's this, the weirdest pacing of a slasher movie. That is so weird. I mean, it's you know, so usually long. it's like the flashback happens, and you're like, oh, that's why, and yep. then it's like the finale. This is just like, okay. What? what now? Yeah, what's next? <laughs> and then, so, he's like, oh yeah, 
everything's cool and then we see who we assume to be Virginia uh, freaking out and leaving David alone in the room and we assume it's her running for the fireplace fo- pokers because it's a horror movie and you gotta yeah. kill somebody with a fucking fireplace poker <laughs> so uh, again nobody turns on any lights in this house so everything's in total darkness and we get my favorite scene of the whole movie where the killer sneaks up behind David and hits him with a poker and he explodes (laughs) like a stick of dynamite in a trash can full of blood. It's funny you say this because I was reading a story about the blood guy on this movie (laughs) and uh, producers and directors thinking like, aren't you going a little overboard? (laughs) This he was, And they were worried about the equipment because he was sloshing around so much blood willy-nilly. It's so crazy. (laughs) Yeah. This scene is the best. This, I mean, he, five gallons of blood hits yeah. the wall, and it's like, it hits like six feet up on the wall. It's, like, it's bizarre. It is, it is legitimately odd to see. Like, if yeah. the, if I was told that literally what he did was fill a trash bag full of blood and then put a stick of dynamite underneath it, I'd go, that stands to reason. That that. That explains how they did that. <laughs> like it totally stands to reason because it is nah. insane. Yep. I love it. Uh, <laughs> David had terrible high blood pressure, apparently. <laughs> um, so dad finally gets home and he's looking for his birthday girl. Uh, he goes upstairs and he goes to her bedroom and the walls of her room are painted with David's blood. Dad has a bit of a freak out. He assumes that the blood belongs to his lovely daughter. And instinctively runs to his wife's grave to check. I feel like he thought that Ginny did it. Really? Yeah. Wow. As in another red herring, like, oh. My crazy daughter. My of crazy daughter. Of course she's crazy. Ah, oh, yeah. Wow. That's what I got from that. So he runs to his wife's grave, and then we find the catatonic blonde lady standing there that makes no fucking sense. And then we ignore her. She's holding a present. Yeah. And then it falls out of her hands. And we ignore her. And we ignore it. And, and we'll and never just, see her again. We never see Bye. her again until the corpse party where she's totally at the table, but we won't talk about that, I assume. Oh, yeah. Like, <laughs> at least she fills out the numbers, at least. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, this movie just like, yeah, it, it it couldn't, according to the producer, they could not find a way to edit that to a PZMPA, so they were just like, fuck it. Yeah, that sucks. <laughs> uh, Dad, I guess something happened. Dad climbs a cliff. To where I guess he knows that they keep the actual coffin with his wife's corpse in it. Yeah, what? And he opens it up, and it's actually David's corpse that she's dragged up there. She dragged a 200-pound man. I would not be fucking with this lady. Even if it was her sister, same build. That's superhuman strength. I couldn't do that. I couldn't drag a dude that far. No. I mean, come on. And, okay, so... Let's see. Uh, Bloody corpse. Then he continues to the house behind the cemetery, the cottage where the original birthday party happened. And of course, we know what's going to happen. Corpse party. Any good movie, any movie worth its salt with party in the name and a (laughs) slasher motif. You've got to have a corpse party. And this is probably one of the best corpse parties. This is like. It looks great. Yeah, this is like. Uh, Happy Campers is also a pretty good one. I think uh, Sleepaway yep. Two yep, yep. has a really good one. But this, I think, is, I think this is the corpse party to beat. 
What was it? not student bodies? What's the other? What's the one that has? They're all at. They're all in uh, school desks. Gosh, I have no idea. Horror High, I think. I think has a corpse party where they're all in a schoolroom. I don't remember. I think it, that so. was a good one. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, this looks great, and the corpses look fantastic. Yeah, amazing. The, the set and, design looks great. And even like, Mom's there. Yeah. And she's got a, Alrighty. she's like full-on Pamela, Pamela Voorhees. Why did she have a big metal thing around her neck? Do we know what that was about? I couldn't figure that out. <laughs> no reason. I'm not Doesn't, even going to begin to try to right, theorize okay. on that one right now. And further proving that she is just like obsessed with cooking shit. Uh, she shows up with a beautiful double-layered cake, like a tiered, beautiful cake, all decorated yeah. really well. Um, and so ahead of her time. She's put <laughs> candles all over it. I mean, oh my gosh. Cakes are all the rage now, oh. man. She was so she was forty years ahead of her time. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, she should have instead of murdering a bunch of people, she should have become a contestant on the Great British Bake Off. Exactly. Um, so. She is singing happy birthday to me while she's walking out with a big old knife. And great scene. Great scene. And she uh, she grabs the cake knife and goes after dad and she doesn't murder him because he kept his promise. How would she know about this promise? <laughs> I wouldn't know because it was the actual daughter who heard the conversation where he promised that he would show up for the party. Yeah. I thought she did kill the dad. Not yet. Oh, okay. She spares him here. Gotcha. Uh, and, okay, so... This is still going? It is still going. Now... <sighs> it's going to be she, this whole podcast. This, but <sighs> this is the thing that's stupid. Where What freaks her out is that she he mentions the doctor's. He's like, oh, he's just something, something, the doctors. And she's like, ah, and then slits his throat and kills him because she's angry about the doctors because she's someone who doesn't know anything about the doctors or any Was of the she trauma. she jealous that she didn't get to go to a doctor? Yeah, she wished she had the brain surgery, I think. <laughs> um, so whatever. She, brain surgery to so understand this movie. First twist, she's got a twin sister. Oh, we see that there's there's two of them there. Ha ha. Oh, she rips off a mask. She's not a twin sister. She's someone else. She's maybe her half-sister. We don't really know. She might just be the daughter of the dad who cheated on the mom and then her mom left. Who knows? Doesn't matter. Um, it's possible to... I, I remember texting you last night being like, I thought I thought she was going to actually be a robot, too, after she got stabbed. Like, oh, knives don't hurt me. I'm a Terminator. Because like, this movie was just like... Pulling twists out of the ether. Absolutely. And uh, yeah, like I said last night, I, it, nothing would have surprised no. me. There is, at this point Murder in ducks. this film, <laughs> if it turned out that there had been a duck following her throughout the movie, murdering all of these people, they were like, turns out that just my pet duck is a fucking serial killer. I don't know. And it hooked up with George's rat. <laughs> and now it's mutant hideous offspring is out here killing but I'd be like, yeah, it makes sense. I mean, so perfect prosthetic mask of Virginia's face. You know, she she realizes what's going on, and Virginia grabs the knife, stabs her maybe sister, whoever. I who hate knows. this. It's so weak. This is a takeout. This is the final so kill. Dumb. Oops, I got a knife in my belly. I die now. Bye. Yeah, the the twist is 
You've that killed I people with to... motorcycles and shish kebabs and everything and crazy shit like this. And like now you're just like, beep. <laughs> you know, the movie's called Happy Birthday to Me. Uh, how about Virginia loses her shit and buries that lady's face in the cake until she drowns in cake? Yeah, perfect. I mean, like... Anything other than the boop. <laughs> so insane. But then we have to have the last, the final twist of this movie. Everybody thinks Ginny did it. Because the caretaker shows up and he's like, Oh, Lassie, what have you done? <laughs> I thought that oh, was a police detective. I don't know, whoever the fuck Yeah, it was is. a police detective. Who gives a shit? So, but... If you want to even go deeper here, because um, why not? Um, so this was a tacked on afterthought ending. This whole thing with the, the twin sister. Originally, it was supposed to be Ginny was the killer, but she was being possessed by her dead mom. Whoa. Yeah. No, thank you. Yeah. What? How does that make any sense? It doesn't. No. None of this makes any sense. So I think they were like, that's stupid. We need a different twist ending. And then did this. <laughs> it's just like, okay, we can't decide if we're going to make it a half-sister twist or a fake prosthetic mask and it's going to be somebody else twist. And they're just like, yes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Do yeah. it all. Do everything. <laughs> um, okay, so now here's the thing that is, I mean... Uh, no, Art. like they didn't make any buildup, but that's no. the thing too. Like there was no ever, there was never a scene saying like her mom was a witch no, or anything that would have set nothing. up like a supernatural thing at all. So like, why would that have even been a no, thing? Th- none of this. But I will say, like the the last, the final twist doesn't make sense either because if we're supposed to be like, oh man, now Ginny's gonna go to prison for all these killings. She's gonna go to k- prison for the killing of the person wearing the exact face of her oh, she ripped that face off it's on the floor and she has latex True. all around her yeah. face she also is the one who baked the cake she also Ginny has chloroform in her system from all the time she's been chloroformed oh, she's gonna get off she if she doesn't get off she has the worst fucking lawyer in the history of lawyers because she is clearly not guilty yep. like just from the evidence that's right there if the she knows the whole story of the person who did it. Yep. So she knows the entire motivation. So she can tell the cops all that. It's not a valid, like it, everything about that means that she's just going to go. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't do it. And they'll go. Yeah. Yeah. You totally didn't. Yep. <laughs> so that's dumb too. <laughs> and that's the movie it. asks a lot of us. The movie asks you to to stomach a lot of implausible things. God, I'm going to listen to this like, fucking episode tomorrow. I hope this isn't the most incoherent rambling that has ever been put to fucking audio that's what the people want from us oh thank god yeah 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 (laughs) i will say we had a couple i like this week i actually had a couple people come in who i didn't know listen to the podcast Mm -hmm. talking to me about things uh one of one of our customers came in and was like hey thanks for doing uh a psycho cop and I was like, oh, that's great. And then somebody who I knew was like saying, oh, hey, I can't believe you did uh, Scanner Cop. Yeah. And he was like, oh, yeah, that's so cool that you did that. I went on a fucking Scanner Cop binge and watched <laughs> all the Scanners movies and all the Scanner Cop movies. Nice. So I was like, well, that's that really made me feel good that people actually pay attention to this yeah. fucking nonsense that we do. And then I had a third person this week. Who said who said that they were listening to the podcast that I didn't know, and uh, and he said, "Can you get a new co-host?" 
<laughs> no, this is my favorite. This is actually somebody who is like a longtime friend and somebody who had been coming to the store for a long time, uh, Bobby. And he uh, he was like, "You have a good voice for radio." And I was like, "That is that's um okay that that, that sounds that sounds like compliment? one of those uh, is that an insult to the way yeah. that I look." Is that an insult to the podcast in general to just be like, I'm going to pick it. You know what? The audio quality is pretty passable. (laughs) (laughs) Did he say that? No, 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 no. no, no. I thought that was like a, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know. Really passable audio. I really like, I really like the way that the mics sound. They really, I think. acceptable. I think they really pick up sound great. (laughs) So, but I really do. I really appreciate it when people talk. Uh, It made me really happy because uh, the guy that came in to talk about Psycho Cop, I was like, fuck, does this mean that now I'm going to get to start talking to people about movies instead of comics all the time? It's like. I would much rather talk to people about fucking Psycho Cop than talk about the X-Men, even though I love talking about the X-Men. Poser. (laughs) I love talking about the X-Men, but I do talk about the X-Men probably 20 hours a week. So (laughs) a few hours of like just talking about shitty movies is, I mean, that's why. Who would have thought you'd have to talk about X-Men when you're running a comic shop? It's the worst I only want to talk about Madcap and Madcap-related comic books. And everybody's like, what about Batman? And I'm like, I don't fucking care. Uh, did, he <laughs> did he ever fight Madcap? Did he ever fight Madcap? He fought Anarchy, who dresses like Madcap, but he's not funny? I don't get it. I don't what, does that, what the hell is that about? Um, no, it's awesome. I like my job. And I like the people who come in here. And so thank you all for listening, and I do really appreciate it. And if you are listening and you made it through this... Please, God bless you. Drop us a review because you are out of your fucking mind. This was such an incoherent pile of garbage that we just spewed through. But thank you for being out of your minds. Yes, we Um, appreciate it. We really do. Follow us at Funbox Monster Podcast on Instagram. Buy stuff from Coast City Comics. I appreciate that too. We got podcast T-shirts. We got T-shirts. That way you can wear it when you go to the coffee shop, and people could be like, "Oh, what's that podcast about?" And you're like, "It's awesome!" And then you can tell them, and they'll listen to it too. Yes. They should do that. That's how shirts work. I also had somebody tell me that they listened to the podcast in their taxi. Oh, cool. And subjected people to, <laughs> to That's the great. podcast in the taxi, which is very funny. What are these guys talking about? Ah, Prom Night 2. Hello, Mary Lou. <laughs> you ain't never seen that? What the hell's you wrong? You ain't never with... heard of that one? What the hell's wrong with you? You got <laughs> educate yourself, yeah, fool. Yeah, it's Mary Lou, damn it. <laughs> Man. But uh, yeah, and you can check me out at Matt Awkward VHS Fiend. And if you're on the Facebooks, check out the Video Vagrants uh, Facebook group for lots of fun stuff there. Excellent. Thank you all so much, and we will see you next week. Good night. Peace.